0: Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny.
1: Thank you again, Renee, for that warm welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? What? It's getting to the point It's not working for me where you I'm more. no fun anymore. Well,
0: you know. That's, how long have we' have been doing this uh, it's a little over a year that we 've been, uh, been, okay. been um, publishing. We started a little bit before that, but uh, okay I think you 're just in a bit of a slump manny i think it's uh it may be seasonal you know it may be that that uh, that post festival as, as much as you hate the festivals uh, you know you, you you are are subject to the uh, to the ebbs and flows of the energy of the city as much as anyone else is. I think you're just feeling that, that ennui, that, that, uh, that, that post-festival um, drop-off. No? I'm sorry, what would you say?
1: <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, maybe that could be true to a point. Okay. But you brought up, we, we just went through the second weekend of Jazz Fest. Yes. Where... Um, I had my no-stones party, right. which How you was didn't that? show up.
0: I, I couldn't, man. I-, I had other things to do. It's, a- it's a- kind of a busy time for me. But It uh, was the
1: second Thursday. Right. It started at 10 a.m. Right. And went to 10 p.m. You right. don't have any time in your schedule?
0: I-, I-, I didn't, man. That was like the one day. Who I-
1: were you playing? Where were you playing? Well, let's see.
0: The, day bef- the night before, I played with the Iguanas at DBA. And then um, that-, that night, I had to play at the Starlight with uh, Lynn Drury. But I had all kind of stuff I had to take care of during during the daytime. In fact, getting this podcast out was, was one of them. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I believe you. Yeah. No. I believe you. <laughs> I for sure can account for all of my yeah. time. Yeah. There's no missing time. But it was th- a great party. I thought about you. I thought how fun it would be to, to be over there. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I've You been... didn't
1: think about I me. Absolutely no, I absolutely did. You said, I'm not going to go to that Spix party. That's what that, you said. That's not what I said, yeah, Manny. You know, <laughs> that's Exactly not, what you said. That's not
0: what I was thinking, even. You know, I wasn't even thinking it under right. my breath. You
1: know, I didn't go to any of your gigs. No, exactly, yeah. but,
0: you know, I, I would have loved to have seen you there, but I didn't expect you, it was fine, right. it's fine You know, but, you and I have, a, have, have a, a semi-professional relationship these days, so it, it's fine if we don't uh, socialize as much as we used to well, But actually, we do, we, even more so than we used to, so Sure I don't okay. know, I'm talking <laughs> in circles here
1: But, you know, I did, uh, I did actually um, have a pass on that second weekend Okay to go out there mm-hmm. and check out some of the jazz fest that was going on. And I realize that um, the reason why I don't like going out to these places. Uh-huh. Well, first of all, it's the people. I can't stand the people out there. Right. And also. So the any
0: people. It's not those yeah. specific people. Just and, people. Um, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And also, it's like. You know, even when I went to the French Quarter Fest, I realized mm-hmm. this. Or I try to go see a gig, I realize this. That I can't enjoy myself because everyone wants to talk to me.
0: Yeah. Well, you're a popular guy. Yeah, everybody wants to reasons.
1: talk to yeah. me. And I just, it's like, I, you know, I, it's come to the point, should I, if I want to go out, should I wear like a cap and shades, you know, and a scarf and... Nelson Charles Nelson Riley glasses. Okay, well, you know, not to be noticed. That might make you, no- you know, more noticed actually. But here's what I had a problem with the second weekend of okay. Jazz Fest. This is my biggest problem. Okay. Is that you played it and um <laughs> that was one of my big but I I, I went out there for a couple hours cuz uh-huh. I I got a I got a vendor pass. Oh, okay. Somebody called me up and said, "Manny, I have a vendor pass." Right. So I just had to shine this vendor pass, and they would, you know, if there was any questions, you just say, I'm a vendor. Right. I you get know, that. You know, I'm selling, you know, ice cubes. Okay, sure. You know, that kind of, I'm to selling. yeah. the Eskimos. Yeah. You know, right. I'm, I'm selling this or whatever. And, but I found on the way back home, my wife was still out there. My kid was at school. And I got home, and there's this dog on my porch, Oh. This huge fucking dog with like, you know, uh, a, cha- uh, a collar and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That's and it's nice. breathing and it's sweating. Right. And. Panting. I, 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 you know, I was like, get off my fucking porch, dog. Uh huh. I didn't know what to do. And it's like, and the first thing that I thought of was Cujo. Remember that movie Cujo?
0: I do. Never saw it, but I do yeah, remember it.
1: Where this dog got bit. And uh, it just went on a, a rampage. Is which rabid? Just, yeah, a, a rabid, rabid dog? dog. Okay. You know, who lived in a hole. Okay. And started destroying things. So I didn't want to touch it. I didn't what? know how to get rid of it. Okay. And um, I was out there and it was just on my porch. And people were walking to Jazz Fest or walking in my neighborhood. And I said, is this your dog? And they said, no. And I said, will you take this dog? And they said, no. So how I got rid of it, as I found some old fireworks (laughs) from the Fourth of July of last year, and I just started lighting these fireworks, and it finally left.
0: Okay, I could see. So,
1: nation, if you need to get rid of animals, fireworks is always a good thing. Okay, you know, but it slobbered everywhere, and uh, my wife doesn't believe me because the dog was gone by the time she got home.
0: Right. Well, you 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 had done your work.
1: Right. And you know what's another fun thing to do when you're out in the public? Okay. Cool. I found this kind of entertaining to myself as I'm walking back to my house mm-hmm. is I'm bumping into people and they go, hey, Manny, and I just ignore them, just keep walking,
0: which is a, l- <laughs> that's, that's a lot of fun for you. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: a lot of Or I'll call them by the wrong name.
0: Yeah, I sometimes do that not yeah. not on purpose, but it's it's tough to remember all those names, you know. You, you well, it is. top out you know? at a certain point in your but life. But it's a you know?
1: fun thing for me. Okay. Well, because I'm getting I'm older. I'm an old man.
0: You are just trying to amuse yourself at this point.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm an old man I and that. I, I you know, I'm going to die soon.
0: Well, I don't think that's true, but Well,
1: you're an old man <laughs> well, too, man. I mean,
0: rel- you know, in, in in geologic time, it will be soon. Yeah, yeah, it'll be be much sooner than than anything will will happen, uh, you know. To, because to I, people
1: say, oh, how old are you, man? They say, I'm 55. Okay. They say, oh, you're not old. I say, well, can you double your age and still be alive realistically? Yeah, of course. There's not. no way I'm going to live to 110. No. There's no not. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, no. Hell no. So I'm an old, I consider myself an
0: old man. Okay, well, you're middle-aged, I would say. No, well, no I'm an old man. No, you're beyond middle-aged. I'm okay. an old man. Okay, you're an old man. Okay, all right. All well, right. You have established that tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm okay. an old very, man. Very good, okay. It's, it's anyway. A, it's a winning position to take. So
1: what's going on with you?
0: Uh, What's going on with me? Oh, you know, so we played all these Jazz Fest dates. Uh, uh, I had an interesting... On on my way out of of one of these dates on DBA, at DBA on Wednesday... I'm I'm moving. Why out. don't you
1: tell the people at home where DBA, DBA is? DBA
0: is on Frenchman Street. It's uh it's a club. It has a sister club in New York City. It was started by by a fella that's from New York as as well as some people here, and uh, so it's right in the middle. It's next to Snug Harbor, a jazz club that's been there forever. And DBA is one of the first of the upstart clubs on Frenchman Street in the entertainment district of uh, the is Ma- Cafe Maronite. Brazil
1: still around?
0: the The building is still there. It's called something else now. It's uh, cafe brazil for all intents and purposes does not exist okay. the space is there yeah. um so coming out of, of dba i walk by a guy who's sitting there playing a classical guitar with the case open and he looks at me and he kind of nods with recognition I, I seem to recognize him and i walk about 30 more feet and i'm going wait who is this guy Jim Carrey? Oh, I'm getting to it. Okay. So I'm thinking, wait, it can't be. It kind of reminds me of of this guy. I think, no, it can't be. Well, if it is, I'll I'll, I'll go back and I'll see him some other time. But I think, well, what if I don't see him another time? This might be my only opportunity to uh, connect with this guy. So I walk back and I say, uh, hey, man, what's your first name? And he goes, Willie. I said, Willie Bonham. And he puts his hand up to fist bump me. And he goes, yeah, man. So this is the fellow who... Just finished doing a, a, a stretch in prison for, uh, for having pled, uh, I don't know if it was manslaughter, what the exact charge was, uh, in the death of Frenchie Brilliette, Mr. New Orleans. Okay. We may have talked about this on the podcast. What's his name,
1: Willie Bottom?
0: W- Willie Bonham, like John Bonham, you know.
1: Oh, so he basically hit rock bottom by playing guitar on <laughs> the streets, right? Well,
0: and, uh, he's, so he's out, and he looks better than ever. Better than I've ever seen him before. He looks healthy. He's uh, put on a couple of pounds. His skin looks good. His color looks good. Um, so I, I, of course, in the few moments I'm talking to him, I, I reach into my pocket. I pull out a Troubled Men podcast sticker, and I, <laughs> and I uh, tell him about the podcast. I, I lay it down in his case, the sticker. You and didn't I give him s- any money? I said, I would love to, uh, to, to have you on the podcast. He goes, oh, man, I got a lot to say. Oh, okay. So I was going, wow, okay, well... This, I'm glad I turned around and... But and, did you didn't give him any money? We have a professional relationship, man, me and this guy. He, we played in bands together. In I,
1: prison? I, Wait, he just said yeah. he got out of prison. How no, have huh? you I, had a professional relationship? I, I
0: knew him be- way before any of that happened. So how many years was he in prison? I think he did like uh, three and some change, you know?
1: I know, but he's, he's on the street begging, man. What'd no, you no, give? he's
0: playing, and he's p- playing well. But he has guys- a home... Uh, this
1: guy's guitar case open. He's asking for money. A, a lot of
0: people do. A lot of people are busking. There was a lot of uh, a lot of that kind of traffic out there. Well, we can get him on the podcast anyway. He's he's. I was thrilled <laughs> to 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 be able to uh, y- you know put this guy in the queue for the Trouble Men podcast because he. When when all this was going down, he was actually still in. I fantasized about someday getting him on the podcast. Uh, okay, so all my you dream, got a thing for this. All my guy, dr- right? well, no, I have a thing for the podcast. So, okay, so all my all my Willie Bottom
1: is more than bottom Bonham, to you, right? Bonham. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. it's like so bottom.
0: It's not like that. <laughs> okay, you got a thing for this guy, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, right, well, get him on the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so speaking of podcast dreams, I'm going to jump ahead and 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 talk about our guest. So he's he's a a guy I've known for a long time. He's a, a great singer-songwriter, guitar player, musician. Uh, has had a very storied career. I'm 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 going to uh, to try to correct myself and not over uh, introduce the guests because I've been guilty of that. Keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. i
2: have to go to therapy this week. Okay.
0: So, uh, yeah, you know, he's, he, uh, he came up playing with the Lil Buck Senegal. He, he uh, put out his first record in, in, uh, in the 90s. He was signed to, uh, to Island Records at 22. Uh, he had uh, the supergroup Lil Band of Gold with uh, Warren Storm, Dickie Landry, Steve Riley. Uh, so, without further ado, Mr. Cece Adcock Welcome Cece Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen
2: Welcome How are y'all? Good, man, good. good Welcome to the ring room I'm glad that I, I got in Right before y'all started The inmate <laughs> series of this Well, you Why? might well, actually, I guess I'm the, I'm the start far, of the inmate yeah, yeah, There's yeah, been yeah, a few nights yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
0: As a matter of fact, you know, I was riding over here And uh, I was thinking about this night that we were together in, in uh, Austin one time Oh, my and God And it was late at night and we were trying to drive to a party We were driving to a party that was, I don't know, some luminary was playing there And uh, uh, it was well past... Uh, Closing time might have been like three o'clock, and you were driving your giant, super long uh, uh, Cadillac. Yes, yeah, sir. And somehow we're on we're on a two lane road, but we're facing the wrong way. And a policeman pulls up, going the same way as us, but on the correct side of the median. And he just drives right by us. And I w- thought, God, Cece, you do lead a, lead a charmed
2: life. <laughs> it, you know, just the other night, just the other night in the, in the quarter, I, I was coming three in the morning all the usual suspects in the car, you know, just go to jail, go directly to jail, Try. do not pass code. <laughs> um, and realized I was going the wrong way because I had oncoming lights. Yeah. yeah, Got to the intersection so I could get out of the way of the oncoming lights. Realized it was State Trooper, not NOLA. Just uh-huh. I mean, the worst of the worst. <laughs> right, three right, thirty, three right. thirty in the morning, you know, old Cadillac, half-naked people in it. We had yeah. just come from Skinny dipping over at the Larisha Lou. Oh, okay. It's easy to sneak into and take Dance a trigger. dip. Okay. And uh, so I just pulled over real quick and did the old, you know, like jumped out of my car and approached like went on the offense. Uh huh. And Start told him, right I said, him. everything here is completely wrong. And as it looks, it's just, everything's illegal. Tags, license, <laughs> me, the people in the car, the things that the people have on them in the car. And, you know... I said, I live a few blocks away, staying a few blocks away. I promise you if you make me let me park it, we'll all just start walking right now. I said and half those girls are undressed, so it'll be a nice thing to watch walk. Okay.
1: And the state trooper was like, Yeah. And baby, you
2: know, obviously yeah. somebody was being murdered at that very moment yeah. somewhere. Okay. Some he was being you know, he didn't have his lights on, but he he just waved me through. Just nice. said, get a home. Nice So every once in a while, of course, for every time that happens, you learn the wrong lesson and have to pay for it triple fall well when you're just riding around hopefully not with your fingernails too long yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what does CC stand for um uh,
2: god heavily editing myself
0: uh isn't that uh a cubic centimeters isn't uh, yeah that what that stands climax for? control okay
2: um but uh Charles <laughs> Clinton
0: Charles
1: Clinton
2: that's it okay but not related to those Arkansas clap doctor people okay, okay. <laughs> because
1: you're from louisiana yeah. right okay yeah.
2: all right so. yeah my father's from east texas north louisiana and my mother's from he's cajun from church point all right so i grew up in lafayette spent plenty of time here in the big dirty city right
1: tell the folks at home where lafayette is
2: lafayette's in between new orleans and texas southwest louisiana a couple hours down i-10 from new orleans past baton ridge as they call it
1: oh, okay. well, you're a regular 411 and uh, and uh,
2: yeah Lafayette's a cool little place it's like you know it's a lot of the same things you got in New Orleans good food good music good people without any of the bullshit right right so but bullshit can be fun. It can be nice. But you still
1: have naked girls in your car in Lafayette.
2: They're just a little. they a little bigger. <laughs> bigger. <laughs> <A> little darker. <laughs> or younger. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Sometimes
0: S- <laughs> corn-fed heifers. Slightly
2: different rules over there. Okay. okay.
0: Nice. Well, you know, during at uh, Jazz Fest uh, uh, on on I think it was a day off I had actually, uh, and uh, or the daytime I did. And I had a free ticket. I went over, and one of the acts I saw was Little Buck, senegal the best he's what a Just what a best. sweet guy what a what a gentle and and elegant soul so so i understand you you came up as a, as a as a teenager you protege you were one of his proteges and 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 I understand that he he heard you and and some of some of your your generation and he's like Okay, you boys. I'm gonna teach you how to play this music right. Get in my band and, and absolutely
2: uh, incorrect. Okay, he, all right. <laughs> we, 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 still to this day he refuses to teach us anything oh, okay. and turns his back at every time he sees us peering over, trying to figure one out. Oh, okay. I, I think at the end of the day, uh, Buckaroo knows that you know we have good intentions and 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 maybe a few good phone numbers of clubs in New Orleans and Austin to <laughs> book uh-huh. a few gigs, but beyond that, the sort of handing down the knowledge oh, okay. stuff, oh. I'm joking, I, I, oh, I grew right, up right. around Buckaroo, uh, you know, early on, just going to festivals and shit when you're a kid, before you even go to clubs, just being out at Mardi Gras and at festivals and hearing, you know, Clifton Chenier and Doopsy and Zodico bands that he'd be playing with, and then just realizing, it was the 80s, early 80s, realizing that there was cats and, you know, wow, that the funny thing to me and I always tell this to Buckaroo you know when I was a kid he was like this old black man Mm -hmm. old dude like seriously old dude right I've done the math he's obviously much much younger than I am now Uh, when I was first he was like in his 20s or something you know uh, but uh, 30s early 30s right but But he's been doing it for so long but he still doesn't looking different to me he's still like that old guy right and he he still plays the same way and um, it just was funny in the 80s you know you're listening to ZZ top and you know van halen and mm-hmm. rock and roll music that's coming over the radio and guitar players and MTV and hot licks and everybody doing all sorts of and then you just go out on the streets and you see a cat from your hometown who was just playing just as badass as anybody and there was other cats too sonny Landruff was another great example of just like wow the cats in your own hometown are on the level of Rock stars. Oh yeah. As far as the way they play. Oh yeah. And Little Buck just still playing so so incredibly. I mean, playing better than ever. I played thousands of gigs with with, with Little Buck, and and he's just as great today as he ever was. In fact, maybe even has some sort of strange, weird ferocity in his in his phrasing now that he did in the early days. It's like he's just he just he just spills it out even more now yeah. than he ever did. But anyway, years years later after watching him. I got to play, well, well, not too many years later, but it seems like a long time when you're a teenager. But then I got a gig with playing with Buckwheat Zydeco. Okay. And we were touring around. Buckwheat was, you know, had a hot, hot band, always had a hot band. Right. But was doing a lot of business back then. He was on a big label, and we were out touring with people. And <laughs> and halfway through my tenure with that band, and and probably the the sign that I was going to be on my way out was Lil Buck also got the gig so all of a sudden I was in the band with Lil Buck Okay. and so every night I got to get paid not much but got to get paid to have a guitar lesson basically nice and that's where Lil Buck and I sort of, you know, I, I knew him when I was a teenager. I'd go sit by his house and mm-hmm. hang out. And his cousin, Curly Taylor, was a great friend of mine. Uh, we played music. T- we, Curly's in my band now, the Lafayette Marquise, and has mm-hmm. a great Zydeco band himself. But you know, we, we all just kind of grew up together. And, but, you know, yeah, Buckaroo has taught us a lot, and he's fired us a million times and hired us back. And yeah. you know, So
1: how old is he now?
2: Buckaroo is my father's age. Um, so Buckaroo is 75, okay. 76. Right, so he's
1: been around. Yeah, yeah. Been,
2: but, but that's 75 Zydeco years. I mean, right. he's, he's been, he's done. He it's like 150. Done some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> going out to California with <laughs> So let me ask
1: you, what kind of species can bleed five days a month and live?
0: <laughs> is this a riddle?
2: <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm no, you, not going to okay. get hashtagged okay. here. Tell us. Tell us.
1: Well, I know. I don't You're know. the one with oh, the you 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 know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I know,
2: but I'm putting it out there to our guests yeah, you got and the to red, our You've got the red windscreen on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that microphone's yeah. been. Yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> we had, a, we had a, a guest on a couple of weeks ago who's a, a nurse, and she was uh, using that one. She goes, uh, you guys change these things every week. I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Of
2: course we do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of
2: course we do. <laughs> Just like they do in the punk rock clubs. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs>
0: So, uh, so yeah, Lil Buck's still out there doing it. Yeah, great. Um, and so, uh, then then you had Dickie Landry, who Dickie Landry is. is, is, Dirty, is laundry. <laughs> Dirty laundry. Dirty laundry. Dirty laundry. <laughs> he's a saxophone player. He was associated with John Cage
2: and and, uh, and Philip Glass Ensemble. Phil Glass and, yeah, and then played with the Talking Heads and uh, but Paul he's from Simon. Lafayette. Paul Seymour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, from Laf- from Cecilia actually. Oh, okay. Cecilia, as they say. But uh, Dickie's my next-door neighbor uh, in downtown Lafayette. We share a stairwell. In the 90s, we we both kind of, I, I was already living. I got a loft downtown, fancying myself some sort of New York City. Hipster, okay. loft-living, metrosexual, right. rock and roll dude <laughs> who, you know, liked to sleep late and, and you know, roam around, roam around the streets at all hours of the night. Uh-huh. And so Dickie came around, and we were hanging out, and and he had just kind of come back, sort of from New York and from Florida. Dicky's just, I mean, his. You got to have him on, man. I mean, yeah. but you, you need about fifty hours. But uh, oh yeah, no, I, I definitely he's on the list. Uh-huh. You got to get him on. In fact, somebody just Dicky, I want to tell on him. Dicky just had a. Somebody just wrote their dissertation, like their master's thesis or something, mm-hmm. or I don't mm-hmm. know, it was a dissertation, a thesis. Yeah, a dissertation, I know, I yeah, yeah, for like, college. for a doctorate or something. Yeah, he, be, they know. wrote it on Dickie Landry, and, and so this guy was always around the house, I noticed, interviewing Dickie over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to know him, and then finally, <laughs> the other day I was over at Dickie's, and he was, Dippy, Dickie can get, be a little grumpy sometimes, and, um... Grumpiest <laughs> Cajun in show business but m- when he's not being completely sweet right. and, the, and the dissertation had just come in and he was on he was just kind of upset that it wasn't you know there was already so many mistakes oh yeah and he was on page like one and a half uh-huh. and it was like 400 <laughs> pages <painters> on Dickie <laughs> Wendy so I invite you to invite him to come on but yeah Dickie lives Let next door for and, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so there's always something in the black pot uh, he's always co- I, he he says we're the odd couple. I do the washing and he does the cooking. Oh, and um, nice. on most nights, as you know from hanging out there, there's you can sit around the table and tell nothing but true stories with a bunch of rubber baits And yeah, you know, man, it's a yeah, good we, ti- it's a good time over in Lafayette, Disgrace Land, as we call it, Disgraceland, So
1: yes. you've basically have been playing since you're a kid, right? Yeah, all right. And yeah, and what was your big shot? What happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, me, when I
2: first started, I don't listen to me. I, 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 really. I want to know. I want to learn. You know, hanging out with Little Buck and Sonny and those guys in your hometown, and having and learning that you can and going on a road with Buckwheat Zydeco. I, when I was a kid, I also went on a road with Bo Diddley, and it's been. How old were you? Seventeen, eighteen.
1: Okay, so you're getting laid a lot too. Uh, you're trying to fuck as many women as possible, right?
2: Back then, it was like the it was the eighties. It was we didn't even think about it. Right. It was right, just. Right. AIDS was big, so we were all. It was a yeah. cautionary. Time. Yeah, it was That's kind bullshit, of bullshit, man. <laughs> well, in I the eighties, in boy. the eighties, though the boys were prettier than the girls, so it was like it, okay. it, it was it was hard to. It, you well, didn't want com- to get confused. I'm from Los you know. San right. When right. <laughs> I was that. out there too, I was playing yeah, with Diddley. There's tons
1: and, of fucking great looking women out there. Man. Yeah, but in
2: the 80s, all them boys were looking better than the girls down the oh, Sunset hey, Strip. Listen, man. I don't, don't want to get into your personal I'm, life. I'm man. just telling <laughs> you, man. It was <laughs> hard. <already laughs> you are. From a distance, everybody look, had the same haircut and the same makeup. Okay. You know? Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> exactly. So you're not trying to fuck women. Now, Renee's a bass player. He's cool. He's.
1: Yeah, those are the guys who get all the chicks So the no, bass No, not really. Yeah, that's quiet, silent types. No,
2: nah, they're back at home rehearsing a gig and making that's sure right. everything's right that's for right. the next I'm night.
0: Planning my podcast.
2: It's because it's yeah. a lot of work to do yeah. You know, four strings, one note at a time.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> every, once, <laughs> yeah. every
2: once in a while you get around the dusty part of yeah, the fucking neck. exactly. You know, you know, it's it's like, hard for a neck.
0: It's funny, sometimes the <laughs> dusty part of the neck. <laughs> True. Sometimes I'll, uh, I'll I'll play a gig on, on like a uh, piano or something or organ and... It, I get to feel what it feels like to just be a passenger on the bus instead of driving the bus, is what I right. which is what I feel like I'm doing when I'm playing bass. Yeah, when
2: you, know, you fuck like, up, everybody oh, notices. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, now I just get to look out the window and, and ride along, really. Chime in when you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to make a downbeat.
2: <laughs> like a podcast guest.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> so so early on in your career, you, you crossed paths with Jack Nietzsche, the great Jack yeah, Nietzsche.
2: Jack Nietzsche.
0: So for for all of you folks out there like manny who don't know anything about music jack nietzsche was uh... Um Phil Spector is right-hand man. Phil Spector would have some crazy idea. And like killing people? Well, not that. But, uh, but
2: I'll tell you some gun love stories.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, just let's establish, Jack. So, you know, Phil would say, um, I want to have five pianos on this song. I want to have such and such uh, instrumentation on this song. And Jack would figure out a way to make that work and figure out what people could yeah. play to, no, to, a to, to make all that not be garbage and not sound like a nightmare. Yeah, the wall of sound. Yeah, so, and Jack was the real, you know, I don't know, I've heard people say... Unkind things about Phil Spector, you know, that they well, he stole Jack's soul,
2: or, or or that he he you know he produces, Jack or, producers Jack you know. producers were different back then. I mean, it was one thing to have the vision and to have the and have the rolodex to be able to call all the right people and mm-hmm. put everybody in the right room, get the right artist and the right song and Nietzsche to show up and and the right musicians, and 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 I don't think anyone would take anything away from. Phil's genius, no, but no. it is true that it's, what, without a doubt jack 's job was uh, is much more um uh, uh, Technical Yeah it's, it's And it's just something it's Internal just, part you musical can, You can is really can he a
1: master
0: Yeah he was a genius oh, yeah. oh, He was yeah. a
2: genius level But he didn't He mastered classical. records
0: No no No, no he, he, he just went in and
2: he would produce What we call now Produce And would just tell the musicians What to play And write all the string charts And Arranger, arrange Arrange yeah. everything For everybody And sort of hear these things Out of out of the air That you normally Wouldn't have heard On a little You know Teeny bopper pop song Right
0: And he, he did a lot of work With uh, Neil Young After that Like he Produced uh, Harvest Moon Right and and the Stones, and, of course. Right, and like uh, just one example, uh, like he he wrote and conducted the the whole string uh, orchestration for "Man Needs a Maid."
2: Yep. Which is so and 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 Jack's the guy that's playing the the tambourine in a five four beat on Satisfaction, which if you listen to it is really what gives it the hook, the pop pop and pop pop pop. But you listen to where he puts the tambourine on that on that drum break, and Uh. you go, oh, that's that's what makes it kind of the that's what sticks in your head about it. You know, the French horn on, you can't always get what you want. He's the guy, one of my favorite. Talk about producing, you know, he talks about, told me. Keith and Mick bring him under my thumb.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's a rock and roll tune. And it's, you know, it's like, under my thumb, there's a woman. It's a song about, you know, it's a sexist, sort of misogynistic right, rock right, and right. roll tune written by a, a couple of, you know, hardcocks in, in, their, in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. And Nietzsche was like, oh, so you think, you know, Nietzsche had this like sort of Michigan sort of wine uh-huh. kind of talk like, You'd imagine Joe Walsh to talk. You uh-huh. kind of talk like that. Right, you know. right, right. <laughs> and his nose was always running. Okay. And um and Can't imagine why. And and so he was he said, oh, Yo, you think you're so tough singing a song about that to women. He said, If you want to make it real sick, man, why don't you why don't you stop singing to all the boys? You're like a frat boy, you know, you're singing a rock and roll song all razzed up like you're singing to the boys. He said, uh-huh. If you want to make that song really sick you got to make the girls like it when you sing it uh-huh you got to slow it down and put vibes on it and make it sound real continental under my thumb there's a woman because he said the minute the women start listening to that and liking it even though you're singing about keeping them down then you got a hit record okay I always thought that was an interesting, yeah, you know, that, that kind of that kind of idea. Besides just the nuts and bolts of the mechanism of of how to make music, right? The he was coming get away up with, with a,
1: that now with the whole hashtag. No, too, because Melissa
2: Etheridge might be able to. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Indigo girls, yeah. A, a you know, yeah. I actually crossed paths with 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 uh,
2: misogynist
0: with, with with Jack one time when I was working on this uh, um, uh, Willie DeVille record here sure. in New Orleans. Yeah. Now he was introduced to me as. Renee, this is Jack. Um, can you and Jack uh, work on uh, help these these uh, background singers get get this background part while, while the producer was Carlo Ditta and while, right. while me and, and Willie go go run an errand?
2: right so run I was like
0: oh, okay, cool. so it's Jack, and Jack is very sweet. I never he was so like um, retiring, that's not the right word, but didn't didn't come in with a lot of bluster
2: at all, like right. zero. except I, he was usually wearing, like, a mariachi outfit or no, he was Indian a, feathers no, or something. No, he was
0: actually dressed, like, very... In really? Fact, in fact, I thought, this guy's probably about my age, <laughs> and wow. I was in my 20s. He,
2: had been, he was self-embalmed, for yeah. sure.
0: Well, he was thin at that time, yeah, right, yeah. you know? He had the glasses, he had, you know, kind of... Straight, longish yeah, hair. Indi-
2: yeah, Indian hair. Like. Yeah,
0: he he didn't seem like Jack Nietzsche, and so we spent a bunch of time, and then, then he left, and then later on they're talking, they're saying, "Oh, well, Nietzsche," and I'm like, "Jack Nietzsche," and they're like, "Yeah," and I said, is he coming by?" and I said, "They said, yeah, that was Jack." I was like, "Oh, thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. You just tell me it's Jack." Supposedly
2: and it's who Jumping Jack Flash is written about. Really, it's about Nietzsche. Okay, he's Jumping Jack Flash.
0: Yeah, man. So I never, ran, never crossed paths with the guy again until I saw him on Cops one time.
2: Yep. no, that was a, that was a good episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, man. Yeah, he had gone out for his birthday dinner. He was really proud of that. That episode? Yeah, he okay. loved it. He, he, had to, <laughs> he had to, as you can imagine, he had to sign off on allowing it to be out oh, there. Oh, okay. And he, he, you know, Jack was pretty punk rock in that way. He, yeah. He thought it was good promo. I thought it was cool, and but. he he really stood down the cops. One of which was this ginormous sort of lesbian lady. Okay, what city was this? It was in Los Angeles. He'd okay. gone out for his birthday. Every birthday he'd go to Musso and Frank's on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, great! And he place. had the exact same birthday as Jack Nicholson, and they would have birthday dinner together. Oh. They were born on the same day, same year. Oh wow! And. Um, That was kind of like a, a, I guess, some sort of tradition that they would always have at Muso's. Mm -hmm. And so he had gone home after his birthday reminiscing about, he he had pictures of himself at the giant premiere on Hollywood, at Man's Chinese Theater. Like, you know, so he he had first shown up from Michigan, Uh got off the bus and like, he said he would go to the premieres every week the J- giant
1: movie with James Dean yeah and yeah and he would
2: go there the street, yeah. and just soak it up and couldn't believe you know, so we became fascinated with Hollywood and, and so you can you know cut to the late 80s or early 90s and he's you know it's 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 a pale comparison to its well, former glory
1: Franks was one of the last restaurants that let you smoke still yeah, the yeah, longest time. Yeah, probably so. so if he yeah. was a was smoker, that was a place to go. That was it. And like Harry Dean,
2: they all hung out there. They
1: all hung out there. And they, especially, still, yeah, you know, yeah. they still, yeah. Everybody who's anybody still does. It was one of the last places. Like fuck the law. We're gonna let you. It's like smoke. the
2: ring room. It's like a, it's like yeah. it's old school. Yeah, exactly. But he had gone out on his birthday that night, and he and then he, he went home and it was just he just wanted to ride around. Any you he he, No, he wanted to walk. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. He wanted to walk around Hollywood Boulevard and just soak it all up after dinner and, uh-huh. and relive his youth. Uh, okay. And some Vato gang guys came. He always had beautiful fedoras and nice expensive hats. He was all done up for his birthday, and they they stole his hat. Uh huh. And so he went home back up into Beechwood Canyon in his XKE with the top down uh-huh. and got an AK-47 because Sean Penn had, would always give him these elaborate birthday presents most of which I can't mention Christmas okay. and birthday presents but cases of champagne and right. weird other things and guns lots of guns uh-huh. <laughs> and so he comes riding back down Hollywood Boulevard shooting up Hollywood Boulevard with his AK-47 looking for these thugs for his
0: hat yeah
2: looking for these thugs he was uh-huh. going to murder these guys oh, for stealing his hat and then the rest is on cops.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, so, so they, uh,
2: I, I, and I'm watching because I was and a fan of the And he's face down in the, in the star.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So they're, they're and, and he's there, and he's arguing with him, and then they put him in the car, and then the guy comes out, and he goes, man, this guy says he has a Grammy.
2: You I, know, Grammy is Oscars. He's a, a multi-Oscar right. award winning. Yeah, I can't remember could, what the guy said, yeah. but it was,
0: that was the first tip Fuck off. Fuck a Grammy, I, I he was, had an
2: Oscar. And I was like, oh, shit, wait a second. <laughs> and yeah, I realize great. it dawns on me who so uh, and Jack weren't. was also the first guy to ever get charged is kind of proud of this too i shouldn 't and this is all out in this is all out in books, I think I think Jimmy McDonough has written a book about Jack, and maybe it hasn 't ever come out maybe it 's in the new young book i don 't know i don 't read but it was i 'm telling everybody else 's dart but it what, the the deal is is that it just that whole gun love thing that when I, when years later when when Specter Went, went down for that yeah, thing. Yeah. It was just so. It was like you know they used to say, "Hey, I'm a real gun lover." You know, sort uh-huh. of a real gun lover, and right. it was just like, apparently, it's a thing. I never been into. Fetish. I've never been into that thing, but that, of course, it doesn't work. The fetish doesn't work unless it's loaded. Sure, sure, and sure.
0: And, well, and and, and yeah, an unloaded gun is is of that's zero just a use. Yeah, that's
2: yeah, just, yeah, that's just that's just a yeah, it's a prop. Yeah. That's a yeah, it's just a Invitation. batteryless yeah.
0: You're a gunner, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I like guns. Yeah, you no, like I, guns. I don't pull them out to, to, to show off or anything, you know. Like, like, uh, if, like, I would never have a bunch of drinks and think, this is a good time to get out my guns and see what's up with those. Well, you'd
2: hope, you'd hope not, but sometimes <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you no, do no, lots no. of things when this you're drinking. Guy you Nietzsche yeah, Nietzsche sounds like yeah. he might do that. Yeah, he was, it, uh, Nietzsche yeah. was crazy, man. He was great, but he was a genius. He was like one part Fred Sanford and one part Mozart. <laughs> and it, and he, he really understood both worlds he was like he was he was a descendant of Wagner but completely hung and understood Johnny Guitar Watson so right. it was like he, it was cool he understood that pop music there was just no delineation between pop music and any type of music as long as things were infectious and sounded good anything could be popular yes. and it wasn't like a genre to him and that's why he understood roots and that's why he loved everything down here so much mm-hmm. and Anyway, I was lucky to get to work with him.
1: And is he alive?
2: No, no, he died. He, he died, died in in two thousand one, maybe two thousand two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had had a he had had a, you know, he had been he had had a pretty rough life yeah. with dope, some, some rough times. And yeah. so anyway, I think his obituary said that he was a he was a genius level musician and. Amateur human being, <laughs> but, but he wasn't. Guy. He was a sweet, sweet guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was mean as fuck because he was really smart. Yeah, and smart people can get nasty quick. Can can lose lose their uh, their when they want to go so for the jugular. What do you want on
1: your tombstone if you have a tombstone? And pepperoni
2: and mushroom. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's quick. He's, um, quick. he's quick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I've never thought about it.
1: Well, mine is this place sucks. That's well, what I want.
2: That's. Piss on me. <laughs> Make the grass grow.
0: Well, so I, I want to pivot for a second and, and say, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're into spring. Uh, I, maybe now we're into summer. I don't know. It's hard for me to keep, keep up. But I did notice that uh, it's sandal season again.
2: I hate the open toe. Yeah? Well, Especially on a dude. It's just oh, in, no, in, in uh, a no, restaurant.
0: Can't take it at all. No, a, anywhere. Any, no, yeah. men, keep, keep your feet covered. Please. You know, uh, uh, now, uh, we, we just played Jazz Fest. It was very warm and uh,
2: and those tivos whatever is that tivo or tivo the the strappy ones the ones that oh yeah i know what you're talking about. they look they're it, no better yeah they're they're no better they're even worse yeah sort yeah, of yeah. We- northwestern
0: yeah 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 no no those are no good at all um, so, Velcro men. When you're when you're playing a job, if you show up on a job of mine and you have uh, open toes, sandals in any kind of way, or shorts,
2: Harachis. I'm
0: gonna send you home.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's not <laughs> good. What
0: this
2: ain't Santana. This not. Yeah, it's yeah. not Berkeley. So no
0: one's allowed yeah, open yeah, toes yeah. to play with you. No, no. Now I did play a job with a leader who showed up with with some uh, flip flops on, and and the and the drummer goes, "Oh, you brought your good shoes. I see." Wow. <laughs> called, Shout. Carlo Nucio goes, "Oh, you got your good shoes." <laughs> I usually start. I always up. wore cowboy so boots. Who was the
1: guy who showed up? With uh, I'm
0: not going to mention his name. Well, then why do you bring uh-huh. it up? Well, because it's a point. of It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's like
1: we it's, the nation wants to
2: know. No, no, cause,
0: no, we don't need to embarrass anybody to make a yes, point. Yes, we do. No, no, yes, no it we would
2: do. be anybody, in we... those iguanas—they all flip floppy. Yeah, no, no. no, no the iguanas would never do that. Well, I would no. imagine some Harachis uh, no, that goes with no, the whole thing. No, no, no. A Serape and some Harachis. I've never
0: seen those guys wear anything like that. No, no. <laughs> now, George Reineke would could, uh, you know, the, the old uh, Panther Burns guitar player could could wear a set of Hirachis even during Huerachis, the winter time.
1: Huarachis, not Huarachis. Huarachis, okay. It, say it hispanically, okay. all right? Okay. Uh, you're in the iguanas. Isn't this a roots Well, you know, to Well, to,
0: to me, it feels like, if, if I do that, it feels like uh, I'm, I'm almost uh, pandering, you know? I'm, I'm uh, It's it's a bit of Huerachis. cultural appropriation. I'm a white yeah. guy. you Now, know, you're a say,
1: Jew well, who doesn't believe the Holocaust ever happened. Well, no, that's not so, true. Man. All right. <laughs> He's
0: putting you words know, in if, my you're, mouth. if
1: you're not going to name names, then don't even bring it up,
0: man. Well, I... I, I uh, anyway, we're back to uh, sandal sandal season. Um, Speaking
2: of Jesus, yeah, 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 Jesus and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, but even for women, it's a blessing and a curse. You know, so, some 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 ladies have nice feet. You're happy to see their their uh, their feet in sandals. But not everybody. But then, someone got claws. Who claw cares about feet?
1: Feet are the ugliest thing on the human body. Yeah. Who gives a uh, fuck about feet? Okay, all right, man. I'd rather man. look at tits and ass and legs, man. Okay. Well, Who gives well, a fuck about feet?
0: Well, I feel like it's it's an intimate part of the body, without being um, like a uh, mm, uh, an an off limits part of the body. So hmm. to,
2: to to depends s- where you stick your toes. To see,
0: well, I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying, uh, out on the street, you know, to to see in it, the sand. Is, yeah, to, toes to, to, in the sand. Okay. Um, but but it, it is uh, it is a level of intimacy that you don't normally encounter with 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 people's day to day attire.
2: Well, and- I just think, yeah, you shouldn't be able to wear men shouldn't be able to wear open toe shoes in yes. in any place in any restaurant that's got tables. Yeah yeah yeah. If <laughs> no, maybe picking up to go, maybe one yeah, thing, yeah. but yeah not-
0: that's right. <laughs> well, you know this seems like a good place to. So you're like a big uh- fan
1: of no shirts. No shoes, no toes. Restaurant. Is that what you're saying? You're not a lot of my restaurants. No
2: cervix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No,
0: I, I like to have everybody. In fact, if if I'm if it's a any anything but uh, like a Kentucky Fried Chicken, I like to see. You know, people with long pants on. You know, if we're sitting down, if Although I say any place that
2: serves gravy shouldn't have open-toed shoes, even a <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right? Okay. Because them taters and gravy with them toes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You don't want to see work. that.
2: No, no. I don't yeah. mind corn on the cob and flip flops, but okay. not taters and not gravy. Not the gravy. No, Ugh. it's too much. Funky. What if some of that? Just one drip goes on that toe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going you your, your meal, yeah. But yeah. well, how are you going to get it off? And you, yeah. you know. how are
0: you gonna get that out of your mind, man? That's not
2: nice, man. No. <laughs>
0: All right, we're gonna well, take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break and uh, get another cocktail yeah, and uh, another round. Okay, yeah, another round. All right, here we go. All right, be right back. And we're back, back in the ring room, back with Manny Chevrolet, back with our our guest, Cece Adcock, and uh, CC. Cece- yes, yeah, yeah. So we we got a, a new set of drinks here, but apparently the ring room is having a, an issue with their refrigeration. So we're we're drinking these drinks neat, which
2: means no ice. Wow, which all the pool water,
0: pool water. Yeah, yeah. Well, what it you know it turns out what it does is it just uh, it it, it uh, allows for more alcohol in the drink because uh, you know bartenders are used to pouring a, a drink over ice, right? And and the they stop at that mark. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, so when the ice isn't there, they still can't, it's hard for them to predict what it would be without the ice, so they just give you, they make it up in booze. But
1: isn't that so New Orleans where they run out of ice? I mean, this is so New Orleans that the ice doesn't work. No, there's
2: plenty of ice in you. I've never, I mean, this this is is the ice capital of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Europe is where they run out of ice, so you ask for ice and they they give give you one cube. They give you a piece of crushed. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah they don't, certainly don't know how to pour just, a drink yeah, over there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. and if and and if you don't have ice they're not going to make it up in booze. And a
2: shot is a thimble.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to measure it out and and your drink will be like one swallow. Yeah. yeah couldn't no. couldn't live like that. Couldn't live like that.
2: Yeah, and the mixers are funky.
0: So, you know, the uh speaking of of uh current events which CeCe was was uh sad that we weren't including um Manny, i just like to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah well, here, here's something that's going on. Uh, Manny, uh, on, on your campus, are you aware that they... Uh, they, prof- they are you a teacher? Uh, he's a word man. He's, he's in the book department. He's uh, he's, he's, uh professor. I'm in textbooks. It deals with the textbooks. Textbooks. I deal with He's in Tex-Mex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. So he's, he says. He's, he's, so he says. He's sharp. Um, yeah. So they, they offer uh, something at, 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 uh, at Tulane that I, I, I didn't realize was even a thing. Goat yoga. Now, I know goats come up on this podcast a lot. Have you ever heard of such a thing as goat yoga? No.
1: No. I, neither did <laughs> no, I. And I thought, I, well, what, I don't know. I, what, know, I, what, know, I what, don't know anything about what that. What could
0: goat yoga even be? I well, mean, it's... it sounds it,
1: like fucking sex fiends. No, no. It's, you know, well, well, girls and guys wanting to fuck Goats.
0: Okay, no, and, I don't. I don't uh, think it is that. Your kid no. goes to Tulane, right? Yeah. Is he into the goat yoga? No, no, he he was not aware of it. I had to make him yeah, aware. Of I'm it. not aware of that either. Anyway, but apparently there are specially trained goats that that help people with and, I, and, I, and I help people with yoga. And I think, well, what kind of training would that be? I mean, what 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 could have, a goat possibly contribute to I, to yoga? I have no idea. And I, then I, I saw a picture of it. And so it's it's like a smallish goat, like a pygmy goat, maybe. I've been to Boys Town. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they have someone in a a yoga pose, and and there's a goat on their back. Now, I don't know what the benefit of that is.
2: It's better than a monkey.
0: Okay, well, yeah. (laughs) Which which you've had. had. We've all had many, too. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) I have glad, no idea I'm glad you, I,
2: I, those I days be oh, yeah, yeah. I do yeah,
1: all I know is that the, the school's over so, they're, so far so good all I know is school's over okay. and all these kids are leaving so it's the happiest part of my uh, year is these kids leave these fucking spoiled kids who come there and they think they own the campus and they're all leaving well, they're, they're paying for it so. oh yeah they're paying yeah, big they do time own it. you yeah, know yeah. but that doesn't mean they can fuck with me
0: are, do they fuck with them? Oh, constantly. They
1: think they're privileged. These kids. But you
0: fuck with them just as well, much,
1: I, don't I, you? No, I can as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, Which but is, yeah.
2: From no. the position of textbook yeah, distributor. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's just like I, uh, you know, I don't give a fuck.
0: Now, now it seems like textbooks are, are sort of going the way of the dodo uh, these days. You know, like what
1: a, the hell's a dodo? Well,
0: exactly. What the hell's a textbook? Um, you know, like uh, textbooks aren't as necessary as they once were. I mean, a lot of people go through whole classes and unless unless
1: the, the professor writes his own. Then it's very. Then, then yeah. you're going to have to have that che- yeah. textbook, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless and the professor writes their own textbook. Do many
0: of them uh, write? Oh well, yeah,
1: they try to. It's yeah. a racket, right? It's a racket. These professors. So listen, you know this this campus where I work at, it costs seventy thousand dollars a year to go there. Yes, yeah, so I hear for four years, right? and times then they four. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah times that four so when they graduate they get a piece of paper saying you graduated and now you're on your own kid what are you going to do now yeah
0: it's you tough know? it's tough
1: yeah it, it, it's like you know so that's why i look at these kids. when they bitch to me and their parents bitch to me how much they're spending for textbooks it's like i don't give a fuck
0: a drop in the bucket,
1: yeah. It's a drop in the bucket. You're already, you're, you're you're, already you know, wasting,
0: yeah. You're already wasting now. Cece, like me, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't waste your time with any of that foolishness, did you? No, <laughs> you, <weren't>... no. <laughs> yeah. Bo you went to mechanics, freshman, Bo Diddley school, yeah 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 yeah. Right, right, yeah, 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 exactly. I went to Alex Shilton school, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah,
2: Jerome, yeah, and the, yeah,
0: and uh, you know, it served you well. You came out of it with no, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you know, it came out of it into a lifetime of debt Okay. Well, that, as a musician. That's all you, right, you, you well, know. Yeah. But uh yeah, no no college, no college. And uh, you know, it's not not much high school.
1: But you have that beautiful jumpsuit you're wearing right now. Where I do you do, get a suit like that?
2: This is if you notice this is herringbone. bone. Um, oh, it is. I I didn't notice that until you mentioned it. I got it this uh, I got this in Forest I got Green this in, I got this out because in the countryside that looks like in England. Like I've anyone, talked about really? this before.
1: Yeah. I've talked about this before over the show. I love dictators' costumes, uh, uniforms. And this looks like a dictator thing, almost in I a way. I can see that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, because I love dictators'
2: fashion. Small African fashions. nation. Yeah, 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 I love the fashion. I got the of car dictators. to match. You got, got the, the hat
0: too. Yeah. And yeah. I got the
2: uh, yeah, the like '90s caddy with some flags yeah. on it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <that's laughs> I could
0: good. see you as a as a. C.C.
2: Adcock, dictator. Dictator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dictating. Ad- Adcock and Stir. Yeah, yes.
1: just dictating.
2: Yeah. I <laughs> always wanted to be on Swallow Records, a great swamp pop yeah. label out of. Phil Platt's who Adcock and Swallow. <laughs> I just, I just, that, we're just, yeah, no, the jumpsuits, I just, uh, I'm at that point, gentlemen, as you as you know, you get to that age where the ro- the whole rock and roll chic, pale and gaunt, which has always been the the gold standard of rock and roll. Like me? Look, right? like you still. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. how you do it. Uh, you know, That's kind of strange. It's I, mean, I, did, I know how you did it one at one, at one cal- point cal- in your calorie life. calorie But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, uh, the the pale and gone is never going to happen for me again, so I I, I imagine fat and tan okay. could possibly be. Listen, how new, old are you, CeCe? I'm 49 and holding on to anything I can.
1: You get our age, it's like, who cares about exactly. what you look like? Let's just get fat and fucked.
2: Well, you up. Go, yeah, you go to Greece and you see yeah. all them old boys sitting on the yeah. beach with their bellies out, shirt unbuttoned, and, butt, and, dad the and yeah. like gorgeous <laughs> little girls around them. hanging it's just yeah. like, you know. Yeah,
1: so who cares? Not a anymore? care in the world. Not who a care. Cares anymore. Anymore, right? So that's
2: why I, I wear the overhauls for that. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I'm happy to get fat and and fucked up. I don't care about that. anymore. No, no, anymore. you shouldn't. You shouldn't.
2: You know, it's prosperous. You look prosperous when yes. you. You yes. know, and the jumpsuit helps because you can just, you know, before protocol, <laughs> <laughs> after protocol, just to on the zipper. Yeah, a yeah, you know couple I mean? yeah.
0: inches down on the zipper. Right. I've been, cheese, no, I've been noticing, not though, that the zipper
2: the is always too low. It's like the belly's now literally pushing the zipper down. Oh, okay. And so if I don't keep the zipper above okay. the, the Sansa belt, as long line, as it okay, doesn't affect line, your like music, that. right? doesn't affect. It makes you, you play better, I think, to yeah. really be able to. Yeah, I've never seen no skinny guy play super great but I've seen a lot of you know BB King yeah uh, big guys Albert King right guys that are guys Larry that a little, King people who have a paunch anybody yeah. who got a paunch can hold their own yeah nice. you have a nice. little paunch right on man yeah. it was like the t- you never seen no tiger in the jungle who was the king tiger all svelte and it's like a big paunchy tiger.
1: Right, because he you know, he owns the he owns the jungle. He can throw he, his weight around. Yeah,
2: he throws his weight around, exactly. You want to hear that belly slapping. Yes, right. yes. yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Give you a little Put shelf. your mic. Yeah, put, put the mic right up puts there. Puts the guitar where, where you can really see it, you know. Right, put yeah, it at an yeah. angle where you
2: can really get to exactly, it. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, now, uh...
2: I might suck, but I don't suck in.
0: <laughs> Manny, I don't know if you're aware, but, uh... Nice.
2: We, <laughs> I got the... What? No, yeah, they're cleaning uh, up
0: in uh, here. Miss Yolanda. Yeah, Miss gotta going to run the uh, the vacuum cleaner. Um, the pass uh, the vacuum
2: cleaner. Uh, pa- yeah,
0: <laughs> we have uh, fans in the in the pool community. In in Los Angeles, so we have a super fan, Mr. Ron Roses. He was the uh, nine ball champion of California from like 1979 until 1995 or something like that. And he's That's a fan a good of run. the sh- It's a very good run. And he's uh, he's a fan of, of the podcast. He has blasted us out to all of his. His offici- his his fans around the world, other other high level um, nine ball players and just general pool players, and they're getting on board with the podcast. So shout out to all of our, our uh, California and international pool player uh, uh, listeners.
1: What about any eight ball? Because I could use an eight ball. Yeah. Man.
0: <laughs> well, we can all use an eight they ball. They could probably handle that too. You know. Yeah, because I mean, these nine ball I guys can't even give get a me a an eight ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, our Grammy. Yeah, exactly. You know, no, that's great. That, that that's it's. I'd like to know what, so from much. your
2: pool people. I'd like they should they should chime in and tell us now. Is it? What's the threshold? What's the window? One and a half drinks to four drinks. You know, there's that place where you play great, the you shoot spot. great pool, the sweet spot, and then you have that one more sip and then you can't hit. Well, on shit.
0: Apparently, there's a thing called a chem player. And somebody could be a chem player. A chem player is someone who excelled at pool while ingesting chemicals. And I guess it was like alcohol and cocaine primarily would be the combination. That, that like the old baseball favorite? players
2: that would take acid and throw well, that one no guy, hitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no,
0: no, yeah. yeah, and
2: all the cats who tried it, since, like Jimi Hendrix and the guitars, right, are, right. or Keith Richards, and everybody thinks they should just try it, and it right, right. It, it just it doesn't work. Their for everybody. whole life is fucked. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: But there, so that is a thing. Chem, chem players, and, and uh, I know of a few of them, but you know, uh, there is a price to be paid for everything. You know, it's, chem player. There, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no Powell. Kim Powell.
2: Sure. <laughs> well, I always you know, player would be the I like, Japanese. Thought, oh, okay, right. I
1: always thought playing pool was, to me, was just Chinese. about mathematics. It was all mathematics. The angle of the dangle. Yeah, geometry and stuff like that. I, I couldn't. Didn't matter how fucked up I was, it was just about hitting the angles, and that and I could
2: never really see it very well. And even well, I, I always embarrassed. Good. It's for all the time you and I spent sound checking and honky tonks and. You know, standing around a pool table waiting for him to get the PA system going. Right. We should be able to shoot. We should be badass pool sharks. Yeah, yeah. But girls beat me, and yeah. little kids beat me, and yeah, first yeah. timers beat me. It's pitiful. Right. I know. No, I I, could,
0: I I watch people do it, and I just think, how do you do that?
2: <laughs> how do you see that angle? Well, maybe it's we're too tall. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you got to be a little more lower to the ground. I don't know. I don't, the, I don't know. I think you
0: have to be fat no I see some of these guys like are real skinny
1: because I'm too yeah. short because I can't there's some shots I can never make because I'm so short oh yeah
2: you know you can't get the reach you yeah get I, can't the,
1: eat, I can't reach it I, the I dick think stick it, out. I think it's just about hanging your belly over the over the over the
2: yeah, yeah. yeah you move when your quarters are all moving I don't around know. Because of I, you I don't know. know who cares it's oh. pool I really don't yeah. give a it's fuck it's about cool. pool yeah it's you know so uh, Kiki
0: so uh, I was about to call you Kiki so, so Cece <laughs> Kiki <laughs> <I was laughs> he's thinking of that. his my last girlfriend Kiki my New Zealand your your stripper name Your Kiki yeah well you know Boa used to he and, uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, and Brian Eno would would write to each other, and, and uh, David would sign his "From Dawn." And I can't remember what what. Uh, wow, that, was you, that was you know his name. Anyway,
2: yeah. um, so you all those English dudes have their their yeah. their chick aliases. Okay, I guess so. Oh, so that and Keith calls so. Mick Brenda. Is that right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a famous calls story. There's, Keith, Mrs. Holloway.
2: I well, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's making this up. Why, <laughs> no, up. Why would yeah. you? And Charlie's always been referred to as Helen.
2: Helen, I think <laughs> so. <Yeah>. It seems <laughs> like a Helen. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um,
0: so, Cece, but so you've you've done a. a you count uh, Robert Plant as a as a friend of yours.
2: It's the Starfucker episode. Well, no, I just no. I no, think no that's, there's nothing else exciting to talk about. Well, I mean,
0: I, I think that's interesting that you're someone who is, you are such a good rock star, and there's oh, there's yeah. plenty. You're a good musician. There's plenty of good musicians, but you are a good musician who is also a good rock star, which means you know how to insinuate yourself into opportunistic situations. <laughs> you know how to talk. Here a good it comes game. the
2: second half of the show. <laughs> Well, I should have listened. I should have listened to those fucking podcasts you sent (laughs) to find out that it's a big setup. No, no, no,
0: no, no! No, I want you to. I'm just trying to
2: tee you up for you to talk now. Mm, Yeah, Um, yeah, Bobby, good friend of mine. Oh, Bobby!
0: All right, he loves New Orleans music. uh, He loves New Orleans Orleans music, uh, Um, Louisiana
2: music. uh, Yeah, um, vacuum cleaners. Sounds great and They're no, not going to
0: hear that it's uh, No, I
2: like it Yeah, no it's And you talk it's about rock and roll And you have a vacuum cleaner come by It's It insinuates a certain amount of Debauchery well,
0: And it reminds you of, uh, of uh, Hoovering Wake up call, you know
2: Yeah, and, and the wake up call Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know You stay uh, you check Housekeeping you Yeah, exactly Yeah uh, What were we talking about? Oh, yeah Robert uh, Plant Fred Zeppelin Yeah Well, it all started with This is, this is a good story, actually I'll lay this on you This is this is maybe entertaining. Um, we got called, we have a little band of gold, which was me and all my like swamp pop heroes. You mentioned Dickie Landry and Steve Riley and Tom McClain and Warren storm and the great, late great David Egan. And we had this cool rock and roll band, uh, that played all the old golf coach jukebox stuff and wrote a bunch of our own stuff. And it was a proper rock and roll band. It was, that was a, that was a cool band. And, um, A few guys have died, so we don't get to do it as much. But Warren Storm was the old swamp pop drummer and crooner um, who had had hits all the way back to the 50s, uh, late 50s. And so when, after Katrina, Tipitinos did this thing where uh, they were matching A-list rock stars with local artists to record Fats Domino songs so they could raise money to rebuild parts of the Ninth one. Right, I remember and that. and Fats' project. house and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was a cool project and a great chance to, you know, uh, sort of infuse some energy into the city and some cats come to town, some big name people come. And the idea was to try to record as much of it around here as we could. Instead of just having people as you can these days, do their track, wherever they're from and send it to you. And then you put your stuff on top of it. So it was, it was a good idea. And, uh, and the record was pretty cool. And so anyway, the little band of gold got picked and matched with Robert because he knew who Warren Storm was. Oh, okay. Because as a kid growing up in England, he had a few 45s, and he didn't know the difference of uh, sort of the difference in status really as a kid, you eventually would find out between mm-hmm. Elvis and Carl Perkins and the Memphis guys and Warren because he had Warren's 45 A Prisoner" song. And so to him, it was just his favorite record along right. with his other favorite 45s. And uh-huh. you don't know that they're all important. In, in, so, anyway. right. so he finds out that Warren and the band are going. he knew me through some records I'd made. And, and, and Robert's just one of those guys that, is kind of that perfect rock star cuz he shows up and he is who you want him to be. You know, he's got the cool boots on and he looks like he's just come from Kashmir and nice. he actually usually has just come from oh, I've just okay. been in Kashmir and of course you have. Yeah. And 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 he's got yeah. super charming things to say and girls swoon and and he's just, you know, hyper Informed and intelligent about all sorts of music and current events, you know, you should have him on the show. That's what well, you should have—is not well, maybe me. Maybe you can uh, get Dickie and, Landry and me and Jimbo Robert fucking Blatt. Mathis. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, you should have a fucking well, I, or something. I, I like got to like
0: work. There. I got to start somewhere. Right. Got to start. I'm trying right. to. You, you can see what I'm doing here. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so Robert decides he's going to work with us, and it was it was a real shot in the arm and a real thrill. And so we booked the session to do it, and I got this old boy Warren Storm, who's out in Lafayette, and Warren keeps referring to him as Fred Zeppelin. No bullshit, (laughs) no bullshit. (laughs) Warren's, in his 70s at this point, Dyed black hair, right, and um, jet black. Hell hair. of a paunch, and shoe polish black. Uh, hair. Yeah, yeah. He really looks like a dictator. I mean, look, <laughs> he does. We, right <laughs> after nine eleven, we got booed off the stage for going as the Taliban. goal, as a sidebar, <laughs> and he went as Madame Hussein, oh. and and I was CC Anthrax, and and Dicky was uh, Dickie Ben Laundry. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but anyway. So Warren was kind of being cocky in that sort of coon ass way about you know whatever i 'll do the session, sure, but I know who that guy is it's not that important to me, but that 's just his m o right and about a week before the session, and Robert was supposed to come to town and I was I'd been having these conversations with him on the phone with Robert about what song we 're going to do and how we 're going to do it, and getting all this vintage equipment in and he's you know super inspiring cat to work with and and has great ideas and just always enthusiastic, like it's his first ever wow. gig and recording. That's you know, he's, great, it just man. makes you feel amazing yeah, when you're on him. Yeah. But Warren calls me up and goes, "Son, that you know that recording session we got with Fred Zeppelin." He goes, <laughs> "I can't make that, man." I said, "What do you mean you can't?" He's he's flying in from Kashmir to to record with us because of you because he had your 45s. You should, uh-huh. you gotta be a part, no, you can get another drummer. Okay. I, I said, what's up? He goes, I got another gig, you know, some some club in Beaumont or Fort Arthur or something <laughs> and he got Arthur, he got this gig. I mean, this is a classic story where people, you know, the Dupesie didn't do, famously, Rockin' Dupesie didn't do Saturday Night Live with, paul simon when that record standing right. in the corner of lafayette came out because he had a gig at a vfw hall and uh-huh. th- th- it goes on and on and on but so warren was pulling the same stunt and i just, yeah, i tried to talk to him a while and he wouldn't have it he was dug in he's like nope nope it's done i said warren you're getting paid a lot it's a big deal for all of us you got to see the bigger picture nope i can't miss a gig my fans i'm not doing that to them and i got a gig i'm playing the gig so luckily i i get off the phone i'm Freaking out, I call Steve Steve Riley, the great Cajun R- recording oh, player yeah, who's yeah. in the who's all has has a hot band in Southwest oh, yeah. Louisiana. Steve Riley, and, and the Mamu Mamou Playboys, and 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 I call I Steve. Man, what are we gonna fucking do? Warren just called me. He's he's fucking ditching the session to go play this gig. And Steve goes, "Where's the gig?" And I said, oh, it's some fucking, I don't know. He said Port Arthur. He goes, oh, I know that club. They've been trying to get the Playboys to come play. He goes, hold on a second. Let me fix this. And so he calls the club and goes, hey, I'll come and play the club. But you got to cancel. You got to do me a favor and cancel. I hear you just booked Warren Storm. Uh-huh. You got to cancel that night, and I'll give you a Playboys night. Okay. Five minutes later, I get a call from Warren. Pick up the phone. Brother, it must be your lucky day. (laughs) That gig in Port Arthur just cancels. Okay, so we got Warren back in the session. I'm feeling good about that. So here comes the day of the session. We all come to New Orleans. We hotel up down here. We We all rehearse. We're ready to go. Want to make a good first impression with... The fucking golden god, thank you for shopping. Right, right. And 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 you know, wa- uh, Robert walks in at about 11 in the morning. We're already in a studio, we already got sounds, we're already set up. Brought all this vintage gear from La Louisiana so we could track it. You know, in fact, I was I i Robert said he wanted to make an a- authentically vintage sort of circuit circa early 60s record, mm-hmm. so he brought all this equipment to do it, not multi tracking, overdubbing, and Pro Tools. And, right, mu- right, right. and I and I reminded him, I said, you know you know if we do an old school it's you got to sing along just i just wanted to make sure he didn't think like right. the honey drippers were sounded like a, a vintage record that's uh-huh. a, sounds not like an 80s record right. and and he's like he goes hey man he stopped me short. Sure, he goes yeah. i'll sing with your fucking band all night long <laughs> yeah. don't worry about yeah, me and yeah, my yeah. voice and sure enough right. he was he came in and nailed it but as soon as he walks in I'd already school warned so Warren, don't make an ass please just his name is Robert Plant. Don't do the frets up. I mean, I don't know if that's a joke or not. And I know who he was. My my kids had his posters and he ruined music if you ask me, but he's a cool guy. Uh, All this uh, shit. So anyway, he, he, he comes in, Robert walks in and immediately Warren goes up to him and, you know, Robert Plank, Plank, my great friend. Come take a picture with me, son. We got to get a picture. And Robert's like, oh, well, will have plenty of time for that. Well, looking at the way you and I look, we best do it now. We don't want <laughs> you know, it's all shit. Oh, anyway. Session ended up being killer. And Robert was, of course, super gentleman and thought it was all kind of funny and charming. And, of course... Warren was besides himself and played great and all this stuff. So it all turned out all right. And then we ended up, from that, being to play some shows with him. And then he took us out on the road with him. And it yeah. all ended up being a sweet, sweet thing. So yeah, man, rock and roll. Yeah, man. But uh, it's cool. Yeah, he loves coming down here. And he knows so much about the music. And I think he works with lots of folks around here. I think yeah, there's lots no, of people.
0: He's, yeah. he's been coming down here for, I mean, you know, yeah. he's had an affinity for this, this area yeah. for so And long. he knows,
2: I mean, he'll talk to you about... The snare drum that Earl Palmer was using on. Thing. Yeah. I mean he knows he's got ridiculous knowledge of shit.
0: Yeah, well maybe you can uh, you can parlay. Uh, you know, or I can parlay uh, this. In, uh, if and we to, send
2: yeah. him this episode and he hears that story, I'm sure he'll be right over. Oh well, let's do it for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's my Robert, my Roger Plank story. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a that's a great lo-
0: Roger Plank story. Um, well, you know, uh, not only is my battery about to run out, but the, uh, our timer your battery about to, dead. My, 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 well, you know. Uh, Manny talks about how in New Orleans, uh, we'll have a jazz funeral for a dead battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 For anything. Yeah, for <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so our battery's dying. Yeah, it's it's about,
0: I was hoping that story was going to finish before the battery did, and, and it did. So it's perfectly, so. Good. Um, and it's, it's just about time now. Yeah. So thank you so much, Cece. You've been Thank
2: you, gentlemen, for letting me come guests. around and, yeah, and swan around and here like, and talk like shit. Like a
1: lot of our guests, we need to do a part two. Sure. Yeah, maybe we'll get down park the road.
2: Y'all know. come to Lafayette, and we'll do it there. Oh, that'd be fun. What we'll does everybody stop? We'll do it at Dicky's table, and oh yeah, that'd there'd be, be a super lot of talking fun. all night long. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, we can get <laughs> some. Nobody get shut some, the fuck up. Some special catering and <laughs> like really, uh... silence is golden and duct tape is silver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nation, remember that line because uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a line to live by. Silence is golden. Thank and you all duct for having me silver. here
2: in the rang room. Yeah. Yeah. The ring room, man. The rang yeah. room.
0: So uh, on the Trouble Men podcast, we like to say uh, trouble never ends, but the struggle
1: continues. What? So good night. If you're looking for trouble, mm-hmm. yeah, no, we're not Come from about end. a block
2: from where that was actually shot. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Just looking my face. Yeah, we're right here. <laughs> All, right. All right,
0: thank you. Good night.
2: Look at the car so that she can't charge. Make the bill payable to CC. You think she did good to me?
0: yeah oh, think she did good to me. I
2: said, Suppose I'm in a mouth to feed and I one of
1: them, should even call me daddy. What's up with that G? I think makes bigger than me
2: Oh, she's no good for me. She put shame on the name of my
1: family. I said y'all think she
2: be good to me. Yeah, y'all yeah, think she be good to me